Welcome to another episode of the Alora podcast. Before we begin, I would like to give a disclaimer. While we recorded this episode, I had a little bit of an audio malfunction, so in between you might hear some sound. However, I do hope you're able to still connect with us, and I pray that the Holy Spirit guides you as you do so. We didn't want to re-record because our episodes are not scripted, right? And um, towards the end of this episode, you'll also notice that we have a few minutes left for worship. Pray that the Holy Spirit guides your heart as you journey through. Don't forget to share with anyone and everyone. I love you. Let's start. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Alora Podcast. How was your week? Are you happy? I tend to like ask this question because it kind of like gives you a gauge on where you're at. Like, looking down was your week just eh, or was it like oh yeah i was able to accomplish this and that whichever one i'm really glad that you're here and i hope it gets better for you you know uh so i need to ask you people this question when is the best time to record a podcast because sometimes i'm like i wouldn't record during the day because of the noise distraction people honing talking the music and everything and then i'm like okay maybe i should just record at night but then at night and i have crickets i have the dog barking i'm like so what exactly am i supposed to do you know it's just one of those things that i'm learning on the journey let's see maybe i'll have a podcast room someday and I think that would be cool like just have a place where you record you know maybe a worship room as well i don't know but let's see what happens so we've been on this journey right um journey to abba's heart right and we had jennifer ha guys did you guys listen to her she was so transparent like she told us about her journey with her um we have dad and um how it affected her life she told us her journey to abba's heart how she started saved actually you know um as a christian and then everything went how it went like i'm not going to be a spoiler on this episode if you listen to it you can relate to what i'm saying but if not i think it's an episode that you probably need to go through like if you have battled with rejection and there are some things that you're like i can't really understand what's going on in this body of like christ with me and all that i think it's an it's an episode for everybody to be honest like it blessed me and i know that it's going to bless you thank you again jennifer um so you know today i'm going to be talking about my own journey Hmm. but let me start this way i'm of the opinion that the way people view God as Abba Father depends on how they view their earthly parents. I may be wrong, but I feel like there's a particular percentage of um, of, of how you would view your dad. So, for example, if your dad is um, the jovial type, you might see God as a happy person. If your dad is like... Um, the the strict type you might picture god as a strict part no i'm not talking for everybody but i just kind of have that at the back of my mind sometimes like when i listen and when i try to see how people have their understanding of of god as our father you know and um 
So that means that let me tell you a little bit about my own dad. So my dad was a very, very strict man, right? And <laughs> back then when I was growing, like if you knew me, you know that I was a proper child. You can ask my family members, you can ask my cousins. Like I was because my dad used to take nonsense, you know, like he was very, very disciplined and I had to like learn um manners, talk to people, like I I, I had to learn a lot of things so, like growing up because you couldn't just talk anyhow, you couldn't just say things anyhow. You're going to be going to be bitten. I remember this one time, right, that um my cousins came over from the US and then we went out to like went out to, <laughs> went out to paint our nails and all that. So um I think we got canned drinks and when I finished taking mine I I he was driving so I I brought down the window and then I threw the canned drink out. When I threw the canned drink out he asked who did that and I know my dad like he's so strict I was like I don't want to talk and I think my cousins just casted me or something like it's Jessica so he packs the car and he I think he shouted at me or give me a knock or something and he's like don't ever do that again because that can cause an accident the person's um, the next person the wind can carry it and it's a cause an accident and I was like okay daddy I also remember this one time that um he um I also remember this one time that my dad said, oh, I saw my dad, like, he he, he was, he's a clean person, right? So, um, I was playing with my friends. I don't know, if you're not Nigerian. I don't know if you do it, you know, like your culture or something. We used to play with sand and we'll carry things and say we're cooking, carry like, um, like woods and pretend to be like cooking, you know, if, uh-huh. Like right now, I don't really like. I'm like a cooking fan. Like if I had known, maybe that was where my passion went. I maybe I probably just gave my whole cooking passion to my childhood days. But that was like the game we used to play. We'll go to the trash and pick up all the mine, tiny, tiny things, and then try to use them. So one day, hmm, I was in the trash. Remember my dad, clean person. I was in the trash, and then um, he saw me. When he saw me. Uh, no, he didn't see me. His car was coming down the hill. As soon as I saw the car, I ran to the house. Uh, see my small, small leg. I ran, and then I now went to go and wash, wash my, wash my legs and everything. And then, um, <laughs> and then I now um, pretended to be the good Jessica. <laughs> And I don't know if he caught me, but I think my mom was around and I think she probably said something like, your dad is coming back or something like that. But yeah, so you see, your girl was already showing signs of hypocrisy. <laughs> and playing religion, if you look at it, deep, um, from that young age, you know. Um, I had so, I had different, ex- like, I have so many. I remember this one time again that... Um, I was playing with my cousins and I kind of had a dislocated leg and I hit my leg and got dislocated and I was so scared to tell my dad because I was like he might end up just shouting at me and first so he um so when I saw him when 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 I saw him I think I didn't want to tell him what happened but he finally got to know and he actually did bring people to help me like to press the leg and everything but I was so scared of 
of my I was so scared of my dad that I I couldn't I couldn't see beyond the love he had for me. I couldn't see the love he had for me. Like I was just wrapped up in fear, right? I was wrapped up in fear of of him. Like I didn't I didn't want I didn't want to hurt his feelings or I didn't want to hurt him. So I was always trying to do what he wanted, right? And not necessarily not necessarily out of love, but out of fear. Do you get so that's that's just a a bit of um my dad right now um so we'll pause there i like to sometimes i talk in fractions so we'll come back to this my dad's story hopefully (laughs) i never forget now the concept about finding god now you can now relate it that when you tell me something like god is your father or god is our father this is the eye that i would look at god right um, I would see God then as as a strict person because I felt like if you're a father figure, you're definitely going to be like very, very strict and um, just want to go straight to the point and everything like that. So that's how I kind of pictured God. And I couldn't understand why people would tell me God is the Abba Father and then say he's a consuming fire. How do you, do you understand? Like how do you, or he's a judge? I couldn't. I couldn't merge the two personalities of God. So I would, um, the whole concept of Christianity, as far as I was concerned, because I was born in a Christian home, was to go to church and then do whatever they tell you to do. And that's it. So that was the concept of Christianity that I had. I also need to tell you guys this, that I've always known that there was, there was a God figure in me somewhere. Like, and I always knew that, that God existed, right? But I just didn't know how. Because I remember this one time that my when I was growing up, my mom told me that she was praying. And she was like the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And she goes, um, and I and I and I tell her that I'm no more praying. And she's like, Why? And I'm like, Abraham was my neighbor then in Joss. Um, Isaac is my mom's younger brother and Jacob was my mom's younger brother so I couldn't just understand why she personalized this God figure to just the people that she knew right I didn't know better so we have to add the God of Jessica so I'll always know that um, Yahweh and I there's a level of intimacy between us but I just couldn't merge the concept that I had about God as father with the concept of God as um god as god as 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 a, as a judge or god as someone that is strict and holy i just couldn't blend the two personalities together so that's how i grew up that's how i started my christian journey i already i, I told you a little bit of how i was able to like pretend so my dad doesn't get hurt or so my dad doesn't shout on me you know and so i brought that into my christian faith in the sense that i would do things that i feel like were pleasing to god i remember this one time that i was so confused about my journey in faith that today you see me i'll tell you i'm wearing trousers i'll be like oh no i'm not wearing trousers or um oh, it was one other thing i relax my hair or, i'm not relaxing my hair or um putting makeup or i'm not putting makeup so i kind of was like looking for so many things that would fit into the principle of making myself loved lovable by god do you get i don't know if you understand what i'm saying but from 
from when I was a child, like if you hear the story, it's like I was already practicing how to play religion. I didn't just have the opportunity yet. So growing up and then going to church, like I had the opportunity to like ask myself, okay, so then my dad wanted me to be clean. What does God want me to be? So it wasn't like a state of my heart was convicted or anything. I was just, oh my God, my stomach. (laughs) Sorry guys. I was just like doing things because i wanted to please god not because i loved god not because i was conscious of the fact that god existed i just wanted to be in the good book of life (laughs) if i would say it that way right so that's how i started my journey i started my journey lost and that's how i pictured god i pictured him as an unfair being because i couldn't really understand now the fact that I pictured God as unfair was not just the fact that he was a consuming fire, but it's because when I turned 11, I was just in my secondary school. And at the age of 10, my relationship with my dad became better because as I was growing up, I was understanding him to be a better, like I was understanding his person. And um, we we had moments where um, he would teach me things and he he loved to worship and oh my god my dad beautiful like he loved to worship and had like translated certain songs in different languages and so like sometimes he would call me to sing you know and and it was a beautiful experience like i remember this one time again like i saw some people they were singing through their nose right you know uh-huh, like something like that i was not like ah daddy why are they singing like that he was not like okay hold your breath or something like that and sing without breathing or so and he, he that was when i learned how to sing from my belly so he kind of was not just somebody that was strict but he would tell you what you did if you notice like the patterns when when i threw out the can from the car he would tell me what i did but he would still discipline me you know so um even then my friends used to be so scared of coming to my home to be like is your dad around <laughs> and all that so like i kind of like like around age of 10 i was um I began to understand who my dad was like I began to understand him and and sadly he he fell ill like around that age I remember um like we'll go to the hospital and then I'll pray for him like I really trusted God for his healing and all and then I came to secondary school like the secondary school that I went to he took me there he's like um he was like he drove me from that I schooled in Joss and so he drove me from Abuja to Joss and um we when we came to Joss right and my secondary school like he was always calling me like weekends and uh, like so a whole lot of emotions but then in November 2011 he died now this is the thing that i couldn't understand if god says he's a loving father if god says he's a just god why would he allow this pain to come like why would he do this to me right like i'm just finally understanding the concept of the love of a father and then he goes away do you understand like each time my dad called me then when i was in jesus one he always was like i want to come over to see you and all and he was really really not well (sighs) 
so I couldn't understand how God, I could call God Abba Father, because I didn't have any, and I didn't have any insights to, to how to merge this complexity of the personality that he brings, his power, his glory, his splendor. I could not just understand how he had the ability to change everything and yet he had the ability to give life yet. So this was something I really struggled with. I remember one time in my secondary school, like I was so hurt that I felt like taking my life was probably a better option. Cause I just it just didn't make any sense to me. And so that was I, I moved from a state of isolation because I, I became a shadow of myself. I moved from a state of isolation to to uh, a different personality. You know, I feel like my my secondary school life was the most confusing part of my whole life. Like being in secondary school, like I moved from a personality of being um I didn't want to be that girl that people pitied. Oh, she's the one that... Because I had comments like, she's the one that lost her, her father died. Or she's the one like... That That was a bit of a label that I had. And, and so I decided that oh, I'm going to change and I'm going to be all this type of big girl <laughs> in my head, you know. And I became a mean person. I I became a very saucy person. I became a person that I became a person that was so defensive of of the child Jessica. I didn't want to see myself hurt again, so I became a person of I don't know. Like I don't know who I became. I probably hurt a lot of people in my secondary school. Like I know that for sure. And it took me a while to like heal from that. Like, I'll just say words that are hurtful. Like, I honestly became a different person. Like, I was so protective of who I, I of who I was so protective, man. I was so protective of who I was that I was like, no one is going to belittle me in my own head. I, I didn't count my words. I I looked down on people. I I don't even know what to describe. Like you know, like if I look back at that that part of my life, I'm like, who is this person? Like I don't know. Like I just I just don't know who I became. And of course, salvation, right? Salvation prayer, we all said it in our chorus. But I didn't even know who Jesus was. I was keeping a grudge with this being because I felt like, why would you, like I said, have the power to change everything but not change everything and then want my life? How? When I needed you, you were not really there for me. Why do you need my life now? 
And so, in going through secondary school, I had already mastered the art of playing religion. Like, I had the seeds growing, right? And seeds tend to grow. So, I had the seeds growing from when I was a child, like age of 8 to like 11 in high school, going to 13. I know what you want if you're a Christian school. Like, I know, and then I know what to do to do that. Doesn't necessarily mean I was convinced. But the good thing about my secondary school, to be honest, was the fact that they gave me some certain level of foundation and um, they gave me some certain level of foundation in the faith. I didn't necessarily, to be honest, I don't think I understood them per se, but I kind of had a, I kind of had like, I kind of had mentors like I had people that would uphold me like and teach me certain levels of spiritual truth and um particularly they were quite particular about purity and all in my school so that was where I learned a bit of the concept of um keeping oneself or something like that not like I understood it all, but from a religious perspective as well um and you know it's one thing to teach somebody's wanting for somebody to understand right so i kind of like battled a lot of things right so going through secondary school and um going to the university <sighs> going to the university i'm sorry guys like i don't know i just have a whole lot of emotions going on on this podcast <laughs> going to secondary school going to the university and um trying to find out who god is i remember that i gave my life to christ when i turned 16 after secondary school what was it 17 one of i think after secondary school though that's when i remember like being conscious of the fact i was in a retreat that my school had organized and that was when i gave my life to christ you know and I, I, I when I gave my life to Christ I started journaling so I journaled to God and I cannot tell you for sure how I started talking to God as or who introduced me to God as daddy but I called him daddy and I I, I spoke to him about I spoke to him about like things that hurt my feelings i spoke to him about things that 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 didn't go right with me you know and and all those things so like (laughs) sure it all oh god guys i'm so sorry i'm actually emotional i i you know, I don't really talk much about my dad, so it's just bringing a whole lot of emotions right now. I miss you, daddy. I really do. So, 
um i don't want to have to end this episode and come back again but i'll i'll try and push through so like i spoke to um my guys i really don't even know what's going on right now (laughs) okay so let me let me (laughs) this is actually going to be the most interesting podcast i've ever recorded (laughs) so i just feel like crying okay all right so like um i I spoke to as i journaled to god as daddy and i told him how i felt and gradually i was learning to carry things that i was going through like i was learning to use the romance 8 method of um the renewal of my mind so whenever something comes to me i would tell god i'll be like oh this is happening to me and what should I do? And I really had a great mentor, um, Auntie Erime then. Like, she, w- she would, like, if I'm confused on something, like, that was one thing. I think um, one thing about me is I, I the, the concept of trust is very key to me. So I can be with you for, like, five years and you will not really know much about me. But if I think I trust you, then you would. So I... I couldn't really trust so many people, but I trusted Aunt Erime and God really used her. She was like my first mentor. God really used her in like shaping my life. Like God used her in teaching me the precepts of like relationships with him and building and scripture reading and all that. So um, I gradually, my relationship with God was gradually growing, but still, I was still a bit like, laid back on the whole god thing it's not like i was all there all in there right so because i remember this one time that my mom was like um my mom (laughs) i my mother my mother (laughs) she was she's an intercessor my mother carried me on top of matter like she prayed for me like i really wouldn't be where i am if not for the intercession of my mom and the mercies of god you know so I remember one time my mom told me that, and this was like, I think probably after secondary school or maybe during secondary school, she told me that, do I know that can I, that I should come to church? And at me, I, I was like, please, I think maybe I was just in that whole Lako style. Who is God? Why is God? And all that. So I told her that I'm not going to come home, that she should not tell me to come to church. If not, she just make me stop going to church, pata pata, like, whatever that means completely and i was like god i told her and my mom was so scared she asked her friend is it true like i didn't shall go but i was just like i couldn't I, I couldn't just understand right so i gradually began to know god as daddy right and um i opened my heart to him slowly it wasn't instant guys I did not just wake up trusting God completely. I was that person that had like 10 rooms and then gave God just like the store and then gradually gave him the next visitor's room and then gave him like the living area, a portion of it. The trust that my own journey with God was a a bit by bit type of thing. I had to... He had to like comfort me like in different areas. So he had to he had to comfort me in the sense that you lost your dad, but I am your dad. Do you understand? Like he had to make me understand that. And I like I, 
he had to make me know that he's with me in this journey like god had to hold my hand like i always say god had to literally hold my hand as i pursued the day by day um as as we went for day by day and sometimes i would trust him with one leg and then i'll take like 10 steps backwards because i'm like i'm not ready to get my heart broken again yahweh you know and so like that's how my journey with god was like it, it was it was me taking baby steps every day right intentional baby steps two steps forward five steps backward until we came to a place where i finally understood his language and I finally understood who I was in him, right? And I think it's very important. I'm grateful for that experience because if you tell somebody something and they don't believe, you will find out that you constantly have to be telling them that same thing for them to believe and they might still not even believe you. But the way God journeyed me through my Christian faith, right? If I struggle with this addiction or if i struggle with this level of fear or if i struggle with malice or if i struggle with um guilt because right like he would he would come to me and he would explain everything to me and i felt that love i felt that compassion and so that's how i gradually drew myself gravitated towards him so he he had to (laughs) introduce himself to me as my father do you understand and and it's like i was saying it's beautiful because now you can't tell me otherwise like it's not a thing where you're going to come and try to brainwash me and be like justice no because of the steps that I have gone through with him and I've seen how he showed up for me and how he made a way for me and how he answered my questions even when I was broken, it built my trust in him and the building of the trust made my relationship with him solid. Do you get? So um, I, 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 I had friends that... So gradually, like yeah, in the university, I already had an understanding of who I was. I already had an understanding of who God was and I was living in that reality. And then when I met Jennifer, she introduced him as Abba Father. And when she introduced God as Abba Father to me, I I saw him like, you know, I used to call him daddy then, but daddy felt more like a replacement of my earthly dad. But seeing God as Abba Father now was just like, oh my God, like my father is the maker of the heavens and the earth. My father literally was the one that made the whole wide world and he's the most supreme ever. Like I can't even there's no there's no word to describe him and yet he calls me daughter oh like oh more like the way that my mentality changed because now remember that i was looking at god in an isolated picture i was looking at god before as either a consuming fire or i was looking at god in the eyes of um all this a loving father but there was never a blend to the supremacy of who god is and the realization of who he is you get so like knowing him as our father just put the whole thing together it's like that puzzle piece that 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 was missing you know like everything just came together as one and it was just so beautiful 
like knowing him and knowing who i am in him like knowing all that he has done for me it, it was just a journey to behold and so like get jennifer introducing god to me like making me understand god as abba father was 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 one of the best things ever like really it was one of the best things i could like if not it's actually the best thing for me you know like i i now have my identity in him like it's not i'm no longer trying it's not i now understand that it's not about my works i know that my works are like filthy rags before him i know that it's not because i'm waking up and i'm going to church i'm doing this so I'm, i'm i don't need to play in fact i detest playing religion now because i'm like why would you play when you can actually be real with yahweh like i can be struggling with this um and i'll be like god this is the state of my heart you know like and the devil and and like it's so beautiful like guys i really don't know how to tell you my like when i'm passionate about something you can actually tell <laughs> i can't explain to you how i have i i i, I am able to me I, i can approach the throne of grace to get because i have jesus in me because i have accepted jesus and because i know that christ has died and has forgiven me my sins and i know that by sonship i have been adopted so i'm literally jessica abba i literally carry his last name i bear his genes i wrote a piece christ genetics if you check my genes if you take me to the lab you'll find the genes of christ i I now know my identity. I now know whose I am. I'm not Jessica because you think I'm Jessica. I'm not Jessica because of the Alora podcast. I'm not Jessica because of my foundation. I'm not Jessica because I'm a doctor. I'm Jessica because I am a child of God. I am someone that he talks about. I'm so so when I read scriptures like before I formed you, I knew you. Ah, the level of intimacy just pierces even deeper that he was so intentional about me even before my conception. You know, so like this is me and Abba Father. So when I talk about Abba Father, I'm not talking about someone that I see people say oh he's abba father let's call him abba father i'm talking because i have experienced my yahweh i've been in situations where uh for example i didn't have the tuition fee to complete my medical school and there was a time that we asked to stay back i did not know where the money was going to come from my mom didn't have the money like what God took the responsibility as my abba father and he paid my tuition fee do you get even when i'm get like looking for a job he's the one that goes that goes ahead of me so when he says i will prepare a way for you i no longer read scriptures as ah, who is talking i know who is talking to me i'm fully aware like and back to the identity thing i know whose genes i carry i'm not working on the compliments of people i'm not I'm not working on and I'm I don't know how to explain it but my identity is is from God. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah and so I know that in my genes I have the genes of a lion. I know that he's also the lamb. In my genes I have the genes of a lamb. And also because this of this because of this realization I no longer want to dwell in my flesh. I no longer want to dwell in who I was, but I want to dwell in who Christ is. I want to dwell in the knowledge of who he is. I want to dwell in 
I, I want to know him. So you see, my love for God is not even my 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 desire not to sin is not because I want to play religion, but it's because I love him. Do you understand? And if you love somebody, you want to do the things that pleases the person. So I love Yahweh so much, and the love language of Yahweh is holiness. So I want to be holy because my daddy is holy, and because these are the genes that I have. I wrote a post also on Medium. Um, may we break free from the syndrome of this is how I am. I'm no longer going to be telling people, oh, I'm, I'm a saucy person. Oh, I'm a this. No, I understand that the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I know that I'm a new creation. So if you knew me in the past as a sinner or an adulteress or or an addict, whatever you knew me, no longer can be defined. You can't use that to define me because the standards have changed. Because now I am, I belong to Christ. Now I am in Jesus. Now I am with Trinity. Now I am whole. You get so, and it's not to say that there are no there are no times where there's a relapse. There are times where I'm like, God, where are you? But I still know he's there. If you listen to my former, my my other, my my last, my some one of the podcasts I did about my exams, you know, even though I knew that I did not do well, I still knew that God was with me. I didn't feel comfortable talking because I was so sad, but I still went to Him, and He still comforted me. So when I'm telling people about Jesus, I'm not trying to brainwash you. I'm not trying to present religion. I don't like religion. I love relationship. I'm trying to tell you about a man that picked me up out of the Mary clay, literally. Just picture Jessica with clay all over and washed me and for oh my god um there's a there's a pastor pastor daniel ado he said something and i saw on instagram to say he said the eraser that god uses to forgive your sin leaves literally no trace of that sin i think i'm paraphrasing it but you understand how powerful that is that god loves me so much that he doesn't even have trace of what i did when i've asked him for forgiveness yet like his love is so deep it's so wide it's so consuming sometimes i'm praying and i can't even pray like i'm just crying because i'm so overwhelmed with this love that i have found it's not a love of a boy and a girl it's not a love of a mother and a child it's a it's a holistic kind of love it's a perfect kind of love it's not a love it's a love where i am naked and unashamed i'm going as i am and so like guys like if if you're and i i need to tell you something I struggled with guilt for a very long time. Like if I offend someone, like I, I hold the guilt to myself. But I was, and it ate me like cancer. But I was able to come to Yahweh. I'm like, God, this is the situation. And he showed me the path. He told me what to do. He's like, he, he's not like, he's the perfect physician. So, oh God, I'm, I don't know. Am I raising my voice? I'm sorry, but this is the love of my life I'm talking about. I can't say it with any other tone like 
this is this is who I call my father. This is who wakes me up. His breath wakes me up every morning. The sun rises with his steadfast love. I see him when the trees are, are blowing from the north to the east. When the rain is coming down, it comes down declaring, Yahweh, you are great. You are worthy to be praised. Creation adores him. He is the most perfect person I've ever met. Perfect in every way. And so now I can relate to the woman at the well. I can relate to her that Jesus knew that she had five husbands. He told her. But what was it about him telling her her secret? That didn't lead her to condemnation but led her to perfect love. What? There's something about this love. It's not putting things to your face to tell you, oh, you've been dissing her, you were a prostitute, you were a pornography addict, you were a, what other thing, you were a drunkard, you were this, you were that. No, this love looks straight at you, tells you what you're doing is is wrong, but still draws you in love. This is the love of Yahweh. This is the Yahweh that I know. This is my journey to Abba. And while on this journey, um, he he was so intentional. Like I'm so I'm not even scared of asking my daddy for anything. I'm actually not scared. Because I know that if I get what he wants, if I get what I want, then it's in accordance to his. So I'm not even afraid of praying the will of God. Because I know that I don't want any other will. So I know his will is perfect for me. And so when I come to approach him and I'm like, oh, daddy, see, I want this, I want that. And he's like, yes, this is not the time. I understand because my daddy sees the end from the beginning. So if he tells me no now, he means it. Do you understand? So I'm not even here to tell you, no, don't follow, don't obey the commandments or something. No. A song by Hillsong said, the heart of God, his kindness leads us to repentance. Okay, I'm ending this way. I spoke to, um, I have a WhatsApp group. I added Jennifer, then I deleted her so that I'll have the whole group to myself. I named that group Abba, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and Jess. I talk about everything. Like sometimes when I'm not in my journal, I can write it on my phone. One day, February last year, I wrote and I told God that I wanted to have an opportunity to learn from Pastor Eva Dan Yusuf. And I I really did, um, I knew she was a busy person, so I told God that I would learn from her Instagram posts and I would learn from... Whatever she has to share about God, I would I would gradually learn learn from her. And in I think September, God brought an opportunity and 
I did the study room. There's something in the study room on Instagram. Please check it out. And she talked about the gospel. And it was just like the ice cream, like the, the topping to everything. Like everything just made sense to me. That's to tell you that my Christian journey has been every day while growing. I'm still growing. It's a journey into him. And Pastor Eva talked about the gospel. She talked about the gospel not being my opinion, the gospel of Christ. It's not what I think. It's not what I, I, I think it should be. She said, um, if we know the writing about the gospel, we won't be tossed to and fro and every wind of doctrine. Because we now live in a society where people are leading by their doctrines. She talks about salvation is the beginning of the process of life transformation and mind renewal and becoming like Christ. Salvation is not just because I want to avoid hell. Salvation is a lifelong journey that becomes fulfilled in eternity. She gave us an opportunity to learn from different speakers and And it was an experience that I'll never forget in my life. It's an experience that I finally understood that from Genesis to Revelation, it was all about the redemption of Christ for humanity, for us. The death of God. I remember Pastor Eva told us to talk about like the gospel she gave an assignment and as i studied um genesis chapter 3 that was the case study that i used um when i studied eve how eve and the serpent and everything and and god told them to leave the garden of eden right remember i told you how i pictured god as as just a consuming fire so like that was how I wrote it because I don't know I thought I that thought had gone but I wrote it like that I was like oh because he was very angry he sent them out and Pastor Eva actually corrected that assignment and she's like no it's the love of God that made them to go out and then Jesus died and because he died we are now alive in him And um, um, a minister, Pastor Phil Ransom Bello said, loving is not a function of who you're loving, but the fact that you have been loved. Pastor Daniel Adu said, the gospel does not begin in Matthew with the arrival of Christ. It begins in Genesis with the promise about Christ. I really hope that... We get to talk more about the gospel on this podcast because this is the reason we exist 
I really hope that I don't know at what point of this podcast you could relate to it the most. Have you been lost? What's your journey like? My journey is different from Jennifer's journey. We don't all have the same. But one thing is that Christ died for you and Jesus loves you so much. I would not lie to you. But I've tasted of his love and there's nothing sweeter. This is the truth I would die believing. And if you're listening and you want to be a part of this Christian journey, I don't know what you've heard about Christianity or if you've had been if you've been hurt just want to say sorry on behalf of all those who have hurt you. But Jesus is the standard. He died for you. When he said it is finished, he meant it. So if you just want to say the salvation prayer, could say it with me Lord Jesus this is me you know all about me nothing is hidden I'm a sinner I'm sorry Lord forgive me come into my life I want to start again with you I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. Please make me whole again. Please make me whole in you. In Jesus' name. And if you're someone that has fallen back many times, just want you to know that each time you think you've fallen, you're only falling into the arms of the lover, Yahweh. You could just pray a prayer of rededication, Lord, I'm sorry. Help me again. Help me build my trust with you. When men see me, let them see Jesus. In Jesus' name. We've prayed. I thank you, Lord Almighty, for the community of people that you're building. We're a community of people broken by grace. We cannot stand here to lift up our righteousness to say, Oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. Oh, my journey was spotless. No, we're just people who are here to say, Yahweh, help us. We cannot do this on our own unless you take over. Help us, God. Search us, O God, and know our anxious thought. See if there's any iniquity and lead us in the way everlasting. Help us to live in you, Yahweh. Help us to understand the gospel of salvation. Help us to know that Christianity is not our belief or doctrines. It's Christ. 
Christ. Thank you so much, Abba Father. Be thou exalted. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye. I love you so much. Thank you.